Hello, this is Mark Sevy with Plot Points Podcast. I am here with two friends. Uh, it's going to be a little bit atypical uh, because we're going to talk about short stories rather than than film. Although um, Chris Styers, who is a collaborator and a friend of mine and also a scriptwriter, is here and he has done plenty of script writing. But I'm going to introduce Wendy first. Wendy, how are you doing today? Well, I'm fine. How are you? Good. This is Wendy Hornsby. Wendy, have you ever done any uh, script writing? I, I took a script writing class, and I decided that was just not my thing. Ah, uh, okay. It's all backstory, and uh, I wanted to tell more than I could in the script format. So, mm, yeah, I'm going to stick with the long form. Yeah, I'll leave you. Well, I mean. I like both. I, I I kind of straddle both worlds. Not novels, though. Chris, that's Chris's. Uh, Chris and you. Uh, I so so. Let me let me talk talk about Wendy for a minute. Just uh, this is in her bio. She mentions how many she's got fifteen move fifteen books done, uh, and a lot of short stories. What what's the most recent book? Uh, and tell us a little bit about it, Wendy. The most recent book is. Uh, a bouquet of rue. Mm-hmm. It's set in uh, the suburbs of Paris mm-hmm. because uh, it was a vacation I wanted to write off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's it's more telling to talk about issues that we confront by making them global, mm-hmm. and so the issues in the book are. Um, sexual abuse in the workplace and bullying in school, which to me come as a package. They're both forms of bullying. And so it's, it's what happens in a suburban French school um, with the, uh, the bullying of, a, of an immigrant boy. Mm, wow. Um, and this is a series, the Maggie McGowan uh, series, right? It's the Maggie McGowan series. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Chris, you're, Working currently on um, your ninth novel, is that correct? Well, my ninth novel is with my publisher, and she's doing her editing. Mm-hmm. And once she's done, she'll send me her uh, edited copy for me to review. Right, right. And, and uh, yeah, that'll be my ninth novel. And that's coming out get- ho- hopefully soon, right? Yeah. And uh, if if she doesn't cut out a bunch of pages, it'll be my longest, too. Oh, yeah. I uh, I heard the editing process is they just tear out every other page. Is that correct? Uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, feels like it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so increase the pace. Yeah. So the the reason we're talking to Wendy and Chris specifically today is because there's a great anthology. I'm going to say it's great. I don't care if I was the curator of it or not. It was fantastic work by a bunch of writers. Uh, the first two people that I talked to, actually, Chris, I talked to this about 10 years, 10 to 12 years ago, because I was going to do it as a website. And I did. I put it up, but it didn't quite count. But when I decided to do it as an anthology, because I do short stories myself, I decided that the Besides Chris, I already told Chris he had no choice. He had to be in it. So he, he was, he was given his marching orders. Um, but, uh, I called the second person I called was Wendy because she's not only, you know, what a wonderfully accomplished writer, but just, uh, I just enjoy the shit out of you, Wendy. I don't know how else to put it. So, 
Um, let's, um, I want to read, I want you guys to read each other's work, just the first paragraph. And then I have a question I want to ask the two of you. So uh, let's say uh, Wendy first, you want to read Chris's opening to his story, Black Moon? I'm going to read the first two paragraphs okay. because paragraph is one sentence. This is Black Moon by Christopher Steyer. Phyllis entered the house with the music of the new swing band still pulsing in her ears. She uncurled herself from the side of a tax accountant she'd picked up at the after-hours club and stepped toward the security panel. The controls signaled that the system had already been shut down. She knew immediately that he was inside the house, and for a moment she was rooted to the floor, unwilling to accept the fact, for it had been, she calculated, five, sin- five years since she'd killed him. Okay. That, I'm sorry, great go ahead. Opening. That's a great opening. It is a great opening, yeah. Uh, read uh, read Wendy's opening, Chris, if you would. Okay. Uh, Ghost Caper by Wendy Hornsby. Raleigh ran through two blocks of backyards and under a dozen dark windows before he got his heart on. More effort than usual, and that worried him. Now the boner felt good, rubbing against the inside of his sweats with every step he took. The night was ideal for capering. Another another great opening. Yeah. If you're not hooked, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I would agree. So this, both of you are really accomplished professional writers. I mean, how long did it take you to learn how to, how to, how to, I, that's just, you know, writing 101, grab the audience by the short hairs and don't let go. How long did that take to, to gra- gain that skill? Huh. I'm still learning. Uh, I, there you go. I, think, I think every book is a whole or every story, a whole new learning process. Um, but one, the first thing you learn in writing 101 is um, grab them at the beginning mm-hmm. because an editor gives you such a short time to sell them. And you are selling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever you want to think. You you have to sell your book first to those to the editor. So it's it's that's the hardest thing too. Is it's uh, the writing is is the is the opening. Everything has to be just so perfect. Right. Is uh? Do you guys still, Chris? I'll give you a chance to respond too. But do you guys still feel like you're like even with a relationship, long term relationship with some of these publishers and editors, you still feel like you have to deliver every time? I mean, is it is anything? Do you get any kind of pass because you're you're uh, you, they've seen your work before? No, no. Okay, <laughs> Chris. Chris, do you? No, no. <laughs> and things have changed so much because of COVID. Uh. You don't. They may know you, and they may even like your stuff from before, but that's no guarantee anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's because no. people aren't buying as much as they used to. Yeah, I had my experiences with this type of thing have been through film. And I did seven movies for a company. uh, They're still in business. They're really amazing. But, you know, I was called first for a lot of the projects, but I still had to pass auditions. So I it's consistent in anything we do. I think you you're only as good as your last story. And then what do you got for me now? You know, what's next? Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Does that what? Uh, so I, let's talk a little bit about your processes. I, I I'm always fascinated by that. Wendy, do you have a 
you, you have a, a ongoing, well, both of you do. Uh, Chris is Thurian Chronicles. Uh, how many books on Thuria, Chris? Three novels at this point. Okay. Is your next one the one that you're you're writing in the back of your head on Thuria, or is it going to be something different? The one the publisher's working on is my sequel to uh, Paladin's Journey. Mm-hmm. And I always intended for Paladin's Journey to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I haven't started on the third one yet because I keep trying different openings and nothing's satisfying me. As as we've discussed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that definitely. So your process, Wendy, you you were a teacher for many years and then. Now you're living in um, in in splendor with the bees and the deer that rage yep. rage your garden. What's what's your process? I mean, how many how many books do you want to continue to write books? Do you enjoy still enjoy that process? I'm I'm always working on one and always thinking about a couple more. Um, books take a little while to mm-hmm. to develop, and it's the the idea. What is what's the story about? Is where the the book begins. Is this something important to write about? Is this something I want to write about? Because, you know, the, the opening part is a challenge, but the first hundred pages are such a joy. Mm. And then you get into the reality of getting to the end of a, of a whole book, Mm. which is a bit of a slog. And if it doesn't interest me, it's not going to interest anybody. Mm -hmm. So I think about them for a long time and it's something I, I want to talk about. I want to say, I want to share. So it's it's a, a long rumination about what happens. And that's that's what really where gardening comes in, because just <laughs> me out there with the tomatoes and the gourds and you know, it's a it's a perfect time to, to think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I used I used to do yard work uh, when I had a house and I really enjoyed sticking my hands in the dirt uh, yeah. to kind of free up. You know, that's a different activity than sitting behind a computer, obviously. Chris, it does it take you? I know you said your last novel you wrote was took you a year. Is that typical? Yeah. Is that or was that different? Uh, that- that's the longest time I've ever spent with one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, part of my problem. Well, it's not my problem. Part of the way I do things, I don't outline. Mm-hmm. I usually have a basic idea of where my story is headed toward, but I, you know, don't sit down and outline the entire novel before I start writing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I know, like Wendy just said, that first hundred pages, all kinds of stuff are coming at you and mm-hmm. you're having so much fun. I want to be able, if I really like one of the things that has come up in that hundred pages, to be able to follow it. Mm-hmm. And if I outline, I don't feel like, oh, this doesn't fit the outline. I'm not going there, mm-hmm. and I don't want that. Wendy, are you a planner or a pantser? I'm a I'm a pantser, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Um, I I have an idea. It's like Chris said. I have an idea where it's going. I know the point of it. I don't always know what happened or who done it. I know the people who populate the book better than I do the plot, and I listen to them. And so, as I said earlier, it really has to entertain me, Mm -hmm. or it's not going to entertain anybody. So, uh, the this, you know, there's a there's a a, an internal outline to everything. A book has to follow a certain pattern to be a book, Mm -hmm. and you know that's there. 
And so you follow a general story arc mm-hmm. and the story unfolds and unfolds and you go back. This is the joy of writing with a computer, not manually oh, doing God. things. Can you imagine? You go back over. I oh. do. I remember. Oh, I got, God, I'm glad I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My first book I started on a, on a Smith Peronis electric typewriter. Oh, oh my God. And, uh, you know, you talk about cutting and pasting. I, I should have bought stock in 3M for <laughs> patching together a book. So but you, the book is just a fluid and a, a, a changing, growing process of course, of course. until it's done. And, and so I'm, I'm a pantser. Yeah. Absolutely. We're talking to, this is Mark Sevy with Plot Points Podcast. You can find us on uh, iTunes, or not iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. Also, uh, plotpoints.com is a website with that always has any episodes. You can call us at 919-SCRIPTS, which is 919-727-4787, and leave any comments or questions. The reason we're talking to Wendy Hornsby and Christopher Styers is because they're two of the 17 authors that are in the anthology Blood Fiction, which is available on Amazon. Uh, and they're two friends who I reached out to one, number one and number two. I, then there's no, they're, they're first among equals there, but, um, I couldn't think of any two better people to start my anthology experience than, than the, than Chris or Wendy. You guys wrote both of these stories a while ago. Wendy, what was the, what was this is you said this is your darkest piece um yeah. what what was the impetus for this there was a a los angeles policeman who it turned out was a hitman mm-hmm. and he enjoyed it mm-hmm. and uh he did all sorts of all sorts of things and i started working on a, a true crime about him mm-hmm. and that that project went a cropper and i decided to do a fictional version of him and decided I really didn't want to spend that much time with him, but I loved the first chapter Mm. and that's where this story came from. And so I retooled it, uh, the structure of the story to make it a a standalone short story. Mm -hmm. So it came out of something larger and most short stories really do start out with a whole book. Mm-hmm. I have idea behind them and that gets pared down because that's the meat. Right. This is who it was. Yeah. Well, the, the character's unforgettable. Um, I'll never forget his name. I'll never forget his internal voice. It's unbelievably powerful work. Um, and, and, and it's not violent up until a moment where it's suddenly violent. It reminds me a little bit, I have to say, of Dexter, where... <laughs> You know, there's a lot of thinking, a lot of planning, a lot of internal internalization, and then there's that one violent moment where you where you just taken off your pins. So, um, really terrific story. Thank you for. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, you deserve it. Now, Chris. You, <laughs> yeah. When I asked you to send me a thing about why you wrote this story, you said, "I, I don't know. I don't remember." Well, I wrote it. <laughs> wrote it, sold it, had it published. What was it? Twenty-five years ago. Yeah. So I've written quite a bit since then. I don't remember the exact emphasis of what it 
what got me going on this. Uh-huh. But I think at some point at that time, I must have, the idea must have crossed my brain that what if Dracula couldn't get any blood? Mm. <laughs> what would happen to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, don't give away too much. Um, it's a, no, no. It really is a wonderful story. And you, you, I've asked the authors to put some of the reasoning behind these stories after their stories. So there's a, there's a why I wrote this. Or, so uh, I, yeah. I just want you all to know that uh, this is, these are t- really two top notch uh, stories, two really terrific. I, this, so I put together this anthology with the idea that this is the stuff I'd like to read. Um, and it really runs the gamut. Both Wendy and Chris's story is a little bit dark, a lot, a lot dark, I should say. Um, but there are some other, some other things in there. So, well, I, I, I really appreciate you guys. You know, the other thing that I don't talk about too much is both Wendy and Chris are very supportive. Um, I've had reached out to both of them for different, um, different reasons. And, and, uh, you know, they've given me their, uh, I, I sent a story to Wendy that I wasn't sure about. And she basically said, I wouldn't publish it. And I didn't. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm, I'm sorry, author, whoever you were. Well, I mean, I went to you because I trust your opinion, not only as a writer, but as a reader. Um, so. Well, so let's see. Let's we're going to wrap it up here pretty soon. I have some other things I want to talk about. But um, what what's on the what's on the launch pad for Chris? Uh, what's coming up, or what are you working on right now? Anything uh, you want to talk about? I'm got an idea for a screenplay. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm about twenty five pages into it, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm working on. And it's interesting that when you do some research on stuff. Other things suddenly pop up. You're going, this has nothing to do with the story I'm telling. Right. But maybe down the line. Oh, absolutely. It's fun. Well, the Internet is either the biggest uh, boon to writers or the biggest time waster on the planet or maybe somewhere in between. So, uh, Wendy, what's in your writing future? Well, I'm I'm in the middle of a a short story right now, and I hope to get it off very Mm -hmm. soon. Okay. Uh, and I'm working on my, on a standalone that's set up here. And it's uh, interesting to do. Setting books in L.A. or Paris and you call someone the chief of police, it's a generic chief of police. But up here, I'm in a little town. When you say the chief of police, it's the guy who eats at the same taco stand you do. So you have to be a little more careful right. uh, about things. They take on a new personality. And I wanted to keep the place names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a little different prospect. It's the same story process, but the uh, concerns about hurting anybody's feelings or getting sued for saying the wrong thing sure, sure. Uh, are a little bit different up here. So it's, it's a, it's, it's interesting. And just as a teaser, I got the idea for the story walking through a graveyard Ooh. and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good story. Okay. So this is a short story? No, this will, well, I, this isn't the short story. This is a, a book. The novel. That I'm working on. Yeah. So, very different, very different characters from the Maggie McGowan series. Is it, is it a mystery? 
Everything is a mystery. <laughs> God. Everything is a mystery. But yes, it does. Because, because that's the marketplace. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm in. And it's in, you know, at this point, after, I, I don't know, like, Chris, when did we start? Oh, well, God. We were kids Maybe. with very dark hair, both of us. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I've been in the the mystery, suspense, thriller, marketplace all that time. And if I'm going to sell this, most likely that's where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I should mention, just give him some props. We met through a mentor of all of ours named Raymond Obsfeld, who wrote, who, who taught at a uh, local college. And um, that was my first exposure to Chris and to Wendy. I can remember yeah. Wendy coming into, I think it was script writing class one time. It was. Yeah. And uh, you were. Uh, you were you very you were impressive then you're impressive now so uh it just it it's all continued Well, anyway, let's we're going to wrap it up. Wendy, I ask you to come up with a writer's quote um, to end the show, because I usually give that to Chris, but he's done it a bunch of times. So uh, and I like you better than I like Chris anyway. So uh, that's just <laughs> mom likes me better, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I always knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So uh, do you have a you have that writer's quote? Um, I do. And it's, there are three rules for writing a novel. Unfortunately, no one knows what they are. <laughs> this is from Somerset Mom. It's excellent. <laughs> Good one to remember. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody knows nothing is how William Goldman put it in his book, uh, Adventures in the Screen Trade. So there you go. Sage words, sage words. Um, so my name's Mark Sevy. I'm with, uh, two really wonderful people, Wendy Hornsby and Christopher Styers. Chris, Chris has um, uh, author pages and an um, website, ChristopherStyers.com. Wendy, what are your what where you have a a website? I have a website at WendyHornsby.com and an author page everywhere, obviously, like Chris. Uh, so, so avail yourself of not only Blood Fiction, which is available on Amazon, two ninety nine for ebook and eight ninety five uh, for the paperback. I think uh, honestly, it's some of the best. Uh, writers that that ever wrote anything i'm i'm thrilled with the way it turned out and uh to a great extent it's because of these two people uh friends and just wonderful writers so thank you wendy thank you chris um for all your help appreciate it thank you Um, thank you you're welcome and um you know um so avail yourself of the podcast the uh, earlier and future versions at plotpoints.com in at wherever ever anywhere you can find a podcast you will find us and for myself for wendy for chris for all the people at orange county screenwriters association be inspired do good work mm-hmm.